This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. For the, for the tax podcast, yeah. Okay. Oh fucking! I'm gonna. Sneeze. Why do I need to sneeze? Just for a start. <laughs> you hate fever. No, I don't really get it now. I usually get it early, like spring, and then it goes yeah. by summer. But um, mine's been really weird. Like it's on for a bit, and then all of a sudden on a Friday. Yeah, Friday and Saturday, I was really struggling. For no, like, I don't know why. And then everyone's like, oh, why didn't you take your tablets? I was like, yeah, but I haven't sneezed for, like, a month. Like, I can't, I wouldn't just randomly take one one day if yeah, it's feeling same. better. Like, if it goes, I stop, and then it comes back, and you start again. But, uh, yeah. can't win, can you? Anyway, let's, uh, let's go. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Swanscast. We're now back, sort of, ahead of a new season. So... Season 2021-22, hopefully a little bit more back to normal after last season, which was a bit of a unique situation around COVID. You know, we didn't really go to the matches all year, except for the playoffs right at the end. So looking forward to a little bit of more normality, if you like. I don't know if it's going to be 100% uh, perfect on day one with the capacity of crowds and, and the rest of it, but it'd be nice to at least have that opportunity to go back and maybe um, travel up to some away games and stuff like that. But for us, our first full season since we started the podcast. So we're excited going into it as well, um, rather than halfway through, because we started in January. So before we do get into the nitty-gritty today, a little bit of like update on what we are doing. So feel free to skip ahead if you're not that bothered. But just as an update, go into the season about how we're going to structure the podcast coming up. So... We're going to change the format slightly. We won't be doing necessarily pre-match and post-match of every single video as an individual video. We will still be kind of doing them, but we're going to be doing it as a weekly format. So probably every, I would say, Monday or Tuesday, a video will go out um, called Swans Cast Weekly, where we will discuss if there's been a previous match on a weekend um, or in the midweek before. We'll discuss what happened there and we'll look ahead to any sort of midweek matches coming up and the weekend after if obviously there's one or two matches depending on 
um, what week it is, uh, etc. So trying to sort of condense it into more of a longer podcast sort of format than um, maybe less videos, but longer content in each video and we will timestamp it for each section we'll also then maybe look at any relevant news that's happened throughout each week and look at any highlights from the games of course as well as we're going to start touching on the rest of the league so we won't look at every single match but maybe what is kind of relevant to us or maybe any standout games like if something big happens we'll have a look at that and and etc etc so that's what we're aiming for it might sort of adapt throughout the season we're happy to take your suggestions on board to see what you'd like to see and we'll try and sort of secure a regular sort of format um so you know what you're getting into every time you watch the video aside from that as well we're going to also keep doing our sort of individual podcasts so the ones that are not necessarily linked to match days um so for example we've got one coming up now we will be recording this weekend um, with the Seattle guys that we did a podcast with a few months back. So we're doing a second one with them. So that'll be out sometime next week. But stuff like that, when we get guests on and we just discuss in general football stuff, it might not necessarily be always Swans-related. Sometimes we've touched on the rugby, but that stuff will still go on separately as well. Okay, but that's enough, I think, housekeeping for now. So Lee is with me, joining me for the pre-season Video number one of 2021-22. So how are you feeling ahead of the new season? Oh, was that a silly question yeah. to ask? Not well. If you should have asked me, you should have asked me a couple of days ago. I was, uh, I was looking forward to it, but good to be back. I think uh, I've been caught off guard a bit by how quick it's come around. Like the Euros finished, and then it was like a few weeks until the season started. We have our pre-season friendlies already, but uh, yeah, yeah, ready to get going now. Obviously, we got a lot of news to touch on in the last couple of yeah. days. So, I want to so we'll uh, Euros, jump though. straight in. Well, you mentioned the Euros. We didn't actually finish our Euro series. We didn't do one for the final. And I'll be honest, that's because um, I've been a bit busy. My, me and my partner just had our first child. So we've been a bit quiet for the last couple of weeks. That is why you haven't been heard from us for a couple of weeks. But um, I'm sure you appreciate that. Still very, very busy. Um, but trying to fit the hour in Euro there to get these videos out. So, yeah, we move on. Um, but, yeah, you are right. It's been... It's been quite quick coming, but I think the speed at which the seasons crept up on us has also uh, made the shock of what's happened in the last couple of days even bigger. I say shock. I think some people were expecting it, and there has been some rumblings and some rumours and people talking. I think going back two weeks ago, I'm not even joking, I saw something on Twitter saying Steve Cooper will not be the Swansea manager in two weeks' time. And I was like, ah, oh, surely that's like, I mean, maybe one, two weeks, but a couple of days, they said, or like, you know, something's going to happen. And I was like, ah, oh, this is some guy on Twitter. I can't remember who it was to to, to reference the source, but fair play, obviously, it was accurate. Um, and then I think a couple of days ago now, Swans, Planet Swans, put out an article saying it was coming. And they had quite a bit of grief, to be fair. People were saying, nah, you're on, what are you talking yeah. about? That's never going to happen. And then the news broke yesterday. Was it yeah. yesterday? Was it, it was more. Before? Yeah, it was a. It was like after the um, after the preseason friendly, there was the rumor sort of kicked off like properly, and then it was announced yesterday. Then that it was uh, was official. Yeah. Yeah. So the the rumors came out. I think it was like Wednesday night, and then Thursday they yeah. um, it was Thursday today. I'm getting my days mixed up. Anyway, the last couple of days it's been official now. Steve Cooper and Swansea have parted ways. Um, by mutual consent. And the highlight, I think, from the statement, I say highlight, a bit of a weird word to use, but the key point for me from the statement is 
This was decided two weeks ago. But he's been asked to continue training the squad and leading the pre-season games until they found an adequate replacement, essentially. Uh, so what do you make of it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm split on it, to be fair, because I think the only thing that's annoying is how close we've come to the start of the season, which is a bit of a mess, really, to try and you know, bring in a new manager with only two weeks to go. Um, so that's the really frustrating thing. In all fairness to them saying they've agreed it two weeks ago, you, know, you could say that you know he could have walked then, can he? But he agreed to sort of stick around and help with the preseason, um, you know, the build-up. He's, you know, he does speak highly of the club, so maybe you know he was happy to sort of stick around while they were looking around for a manager. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just it seemed it seemed to me that after the playoff final, I accepted that he was going. I probably thought he's you know he's going somewhere. There were the rumours that he had interviews with Palace. Which I think were true, which sounds like you know he's brought, he probably was looking elsewhere. Um, but then as the jobs started to fill up, you know, Alice, Bournemouth, all these jobs started to go away. I thought, oh well, it looks like he might actually stay for another season now, because there was there was nowhere for him to go. Um, well, there was part of me that thought for a while, like, oh well, he's got to go now anyway, because he's probably, yeah, you know, he's probably he's probably shown his hand that he wanted to leave, so it probably makes it hard for him to stay. Yeah, but then he went on so long went on so long and I thought that uh, he might actually stay for a season and we might start you know might start building but to do that then like you know two weeks before the season starts has yeah. left us in a bit of a dodgy position yeah the timing for me just I just don't understand it because the reason cited not officially maybe but from what has been gathered two perspectives obviously you've got Cooper's perspective and you've got the club's perspective from the club they're not happy that he's been uh, applying for these jobs, so I think he played for maybe West Brom, Palace, Fulham. Uh, so All they're not happy with that, and maybe he's been kicking up a bit of a fuss about transfers and stuff, not selling players and not having enough money, not signing a striker. I say kicking up a fuss. I agree with him with those things, but obviously from the club perspective, they, they're not happy with that. But like the big thing, I think, is the applying for jobs, isn't it? Because that shows the lack of commitment. He's he's looking to try to get out. Um, so that's the main reason they're happy to mutually terminate the contract. So it was uh, reported, I don't know how accurate, that um, we wanted three million from him, uh, from Crystal Palace, for him if he went there. It's just funny though. A couple of weeks later, they could have had him free. Um, but surely, if you're not happy with him applying for these jobs, you sort it out there and then, not like a month after, a month and a half, two months after he's been applying, like. He's applied. You found out he's applied. He's gone for the interview. Surely, like they know. Surely, there and then you're like, hang on, that's not, that's not on. Like you, you contracted you. You don't do that. We're not happy with that. And then you don't wait this long to then cite that as the reason. Surely. Yeah, I know. I, th- I think they were probably hanging on as long as they could, hoping they would get compensation if one of these clubs came in for him, because I think Palace was probably the front runner. Um, and then I don't know all these other jobs then, like West Brom and. <laughs> Fulham and Bournemouth and stuff like that. They were probably sort of outside chances of of them sort of looking at him. So I think they were just trying to hang on just in case that somebody's come in, you know, for him while he's under contract to get you know get get a bit of money out of it. But but now we just ended up with nothing. Um. And 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 two weeks before the season starts. So yeah, it's just, you know it's a bit dodgy to me. Yeah. I still think you know you could probably, you could you could speculate and it's a bit you know it's a bit over the top. But it didn't seem right to me in that playoff final. 
that something didn't seem right. I think we we didn't well we didn't play very well the way we set up and everything. Uh, we spoke about the the rumours came out early on in the season, didn't they? Like February just time after or January, when 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 we started to dip in form, it probably wasn't that. But I think there's been sort of bit of unrest in terms of it's Cooper and the been board. Something behind the scenes bubbling up. Yeah, uh, oh, de- definitely. Especially between Cooper and the board, I think all last season he was so vocal in most interviews about resources and oh we haven't got enough we haven't got the same amount of money as you know Brentford and Watford and he, he said it all the time. So I think there's something that is quite and I think it probably kicked off with the remember when they sold Peterson when he was expecting him to be in the squad yeah, and, that was and like he was Winter's quite vocal. First move wasn't it basically as well? Yeah, I think since I think since winter's come in especially. There's been a bit of a bad relationship there between Cooper and the board, so I think we we shouldn't we probably shouldn't be surprised really, but it's just the timing of it, isn't it? I mean, you could look back further. Potter did the same essentially. Um, yeah. I know it worked out a bit different because Brighton did come in for him, but he was gone as soon as he could. Like yeah. when you know it's all well and good taking the job on, they know the situation they're getting into, but then when you're in that situation and you're doing well and you're overachieving. I think you kind of think they're surely going to give me a little bit more, and they don't. And yeah, I think and that's, that's the constant, yeah. and that's always going to keep happening. And I wouldn't be surprised. Like I don't know, we don't know for a fact. We will talk about it later on. Who our new manager is going to be? I don't think. I know I'm not criticizing them, but it's going to be difficult for them to progress from last season. And um, if they manage to do it, if they somehow manage to do it, or at least match last season. The same thing's probably going to happen again and keep happening until, well, who knows who knows when until. Um, I think when Birch was here, as, as the things probably were the same, he just uh, had a really good uh, way of handling being that middleman between the board and the club. And even though things were bad, he managed to put a spin on it that still managed to motivate like the manager, the people involved in decisions and managed to you know move us forward but i think since winter's come in that seems to have been undone just again like it, it's there it was such a good vibe around when birch was there and even though like he was telling us things like the academy was going to get downgraded like no one felt as bad about it as they probably should have or would have um with other things that have happened under the americans because birch just i don't know what it was his good communication with constantly with the fans and just the honesty there I think everyone appreciated that a little bit but um, Winter's just not had that at all since he's been in charge and I think that has shown with Cooper I think he said at some point that he hasn't really got a good relationship with him uh, the whole Peterson, as you, Peterson thing as you mentioned the lack of signing a striker in January I think was another big one um, yeah, yeah there's, there's a couple of things really and do you know what there's been some signs I did think about it the other day, but I didn't think it was going to ultimately necessarily mean he was going to leave right now. But we have—I don't think any of the signings we've made are necessarily Cooper signings. Maybe youth, and he's been happy for him to come in. But there's no loans. There's no Premier League loans. There's no youth players from these big clubs: Chelsea, Liverpool, nothing. Yeah. Like we haven't—they've not come. Usually we would have had two or three by now. Yeah, I know, and that's a big problem. I know, like. He's been quite a divisive manager, Cooper, isn't he? Um, yeah. Obviously with his style of play, but this is why I would get frustrated last year. Because with Cooper out of the picture now, you saw what he did with Brewster you know, and Conor Gallagher the first season. Then that meant that we've got 
you know, the likes of Gwehi again next season. We got Woodman, because it looked like Woodman, there was rumours that Woodman was going to come back at some point. Yeah, and that's what I feel and like. And then as went as quiet. This, as soon as this maybe started bubbling up and all of a sudden they know he's not going to stay, that's gone quiet. There was rumours Gibbs White was going to come back, that disappeared. There was rumours we were going in for Harry Wilson. I don't know how realistic yeah. that is, but again, just the rumours just go. It's not even like, at least if the rumours are there, maybe something else will happen. The yeah, they flatlined. Yeah, and it's like then that, then that's credit to him. Like we we tried to defend him as much as we could last season. That's what he brought to the club. He attracted these players, um, and and now you know we've lost that. He he trained some of the young players last year. Look what yeah. he did with Guayhi, who's now you know what what was it twenty million to Palace? Yeah, exactly. What was but his I... doing for eighteen months training with him? We've lost that now. Um, I just think that was a telltale. It's, it's easy to look back now with hindsight, but it was yeah, definitely yeah. a telltale sign that we're like two or three weeks out from the start of the season. We haven't made a loan sign in. We usually get five to maximise yeah. it. You know what I mean? Um, who's who's making these signings though? Because it's been like that. It's got to be. I Graham remember Scott before. Is the analysis guy, isn't he? And is it does yeah. Graham Scott? Uh, Andy Scott, is it? Andy Scott, something. Kyle Scott, I don't know. Someone Scott. Um. It's not Graham Scott, is it? A mix and a Potter. And... I think it's Andy Scott or something like that. But uh, we've got like an analysis and we have scouting analysis to head scout. But um, I don't, I don't know. It's a bit worrying that maybe that was part of the problem. Maybe like you want more control of the signings. Maybe a lot of signings, or some of them at least, weren't what he wanted and. Maybe that's why we were playing yeah. the way we were playing last season so much because he didn't think he could get more. You know, if yeah. he had re-signed Brewster, perhaps it would have been more exciting. Yeah, I well, I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know, like we said, all those rumours were coming out, um, like Woodman and Gibbs White and Harry Wilson, whatever, however realistic they were. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if you know they sort of said, that, "Well, this is what we're getting," and it wasn't what he wanted, and that was that was the final straw then. Maybe we sort of dodged the bullet with all the other clubs coming in, and we were preparing to to have him for another season. And then when it got down to looking at who we were bringing in, um, that was probably it then for him. And like we said, he's been vocal about it. He said, "Look, we haven't got the, you know, we haven't got the the resources of the other clubs that he wants." Yeah. So the other thing I've seen quoted is the um, fact that he was basically done with having to sell our star players for another summer. So. Well, yeah, Bearing with that in mind that we haven't sold anyone yet, we've got more bad news coming. Basically, so oh, prepare yourselves. Yeah. I'm, I think everyone, but is putting a bet on it. But my bet is this Grimes is going, and it looks like maybe Fulham, from what I've yeah. seen. Which, yeah. I think it would hurt less if at least if he was a Premier League team. As much oh, as yeah, it is well. to say, it, Fulham probably is also a step up. Yeah, now it is. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think, well, as I was saying about the rumours, if they probably said to him as well, like, you know, we're looking to sell Grimes, etc., maybe more on the way, that's probably another reason, like, he was out the door. Yeah. Because, uh, I, I, I de- well, I definitely think it's strange to this point, especially with us. We haven't we haven't actually sold the player yet. Um, And usually, you know, we, 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 we at least lose. We at least lose two, don't we, in the transfer window, and that's we're good. gutted. This video will go out on like Friday morning, and by the time it's out, there'll be like an announcement. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, but it's, 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 it's look, it's an ongoing issue because um, 
Now, I know it's rare for football managers stay at clubs for a couple of seasons. But with us, obviously, we have Porter. He was gone. We had Cooper for two seasons. He's gone. We've got another one coming in now. So, you know, it's an ongoing thing that, that there must be sort of rumours that circulate when our managers are doing well. Because I, I said last time, nobody's ever come in for Thomas Frank as much as everybody raved about him with Brentford, how well he was doing, the football they were playing. He was never linked with a move away, as far as I know. Um, you got like Daniel Farker for Norwich. You know, they went up, they come down, Just they were class again. Ne- Wilder never linked with moves away. Eddie so Howe this- before you got sacked. You know, they never sort of touted like our managers all the time so it's got to be like you know they start becoming unhappy they're doing well they start becoming unhappy and you don't know how it works with like agents and stuff they put the feelers out and they, they're they unhappy and we start they start getting linked to moves away so i don't see it changing anytime soon so i know we'll go on to it soon but whoever comes in you know if they go on and do well for a season and you know overperform which is what you've got to do at, at the swans at the moment you've got to overperform you've got to be pun- punching above your weight um, then you know maximum we get is a year probably or two years if we're lucky. Yeah. Um, while we when we'll finish on Steve Cooper, but I just want to say, you know, it's uh, you've done a very good job for us and very grateful for his tenure in charge of the Swans. Some people might have found his football not the most attractive. Fair enough, I can understand to an extent why that opinion might have been been there for some people. But ultimately, I think results is what matters, and um, a sixth place yeah. and a third place finish, two playoff uh, appearances, semi final and a final. You cannot argue with those results, and I think we don't know what's going to happen now, but it might be a case of better the devil you know for some people, because uh, yeah. you know the football could be worse, and then we could be fighting relegation. So you so, just don't know what's it- going to happen now. It's all perspective, though, isn't it? Like I saw Simon Jordan on Talksport was saying that he was a loser basically because he'd failed twice. He'd got to the playoffs twice and lost, and he was like, "Oh, you know, they were in the Premier League for seven, eight years, so they should be looking to get back." And I was like, "Hang on, like dial it back a bit." Like the the players that we bring in, it's all young loan signings. We can't spend any money apart from Ayu. We had last season. We were a mid-table squad at best, so to get to a playoff final. It's ridiculous. You've got to peel it back a bit, and then, like, obviously, I know the style of play is an issue How for a lot of people. Palace so, do under him, he was the one that was uh, in charge. Of Palace he was uh, chairman, wasn't he, for yeah. Palace for a while? Um, yeah, I think I don't know, but um, yeah, he was quite vocal about it. But I just think I don't know. It could be worse, couldn't it? You, we don't know who we're going to get in now. Well, we think we know who it is, so they better come in and play, um, you know, Pep Guardiola football, or that's it. He's going to be. He's going to be slated as well unless he plays that football with the you know the three mega signings that we've brought in already that obviously you know will class. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, before we get on to the signings, then let's uh, let's move on to who maybe will replace Cooper. So when the news broke yesterday, the default Bucky's uh, <laughs> personnel was released, and it's far more exciting than what it looks like now. Let me tell you. It was Frank Lampard and Eddie Howe at the top two. Um, I think they're the two I would have cited if you asked me, actually. Out of who I know is available, I would have been happy with either. However, oh, yeah. when reality kicked in a little bit, people spoke to people, I guess, got a little bit of a you know, tip-off about certain people being in and running. Those names flew down the list, to say the least. And you can pronounce his name better than me. So who's the front-runner again? 
Uh, John Eustace, current uh, assistant manager at QBR. Have you got any history on him? Not much to be honest. I only just recognised the name from um, just from when we've played through the leagues in the championship and stuff. He's played for Watford, hasn't he? And uh, and Derby. I remember the name just as a player. Um, and I remember he did a spell with QBR, didn't he? Just as a caretaker. So not um, not really much to go on um, managerial-wise, to be fair. So yeah, it's just it's a bit of a bit of a risk. It's yeah. a bit of a left bit of a left field one again. Before before we go into that, you're just having a look at some of the names that are just to the bookies at the moment. So I'm looking at Skybet. Obviously, he's you know one to ten on favourite. So it looks like it's going to be that. And then we've got you know Cameron Toshak, who's usually linked all the time, isn't he? And Tate is there, twelve to one. God. And Chris Wilder. Heidegger Johnson, John Terry. These are never going to happen. Andy Scott, actually, who we were talking about, is on the list, 18 to 1. <laughs> is it actually him? Like, did I get the name Must right? Must be him, isn't it? It's got to be him, isn't it? I thought he was like a... I don't think he was like a coach, but... Maybe it's a you different guy, I don't know. Who knows? Interesting. Um, but yeah, okay, I don't really know much about him, so I can't, I can't comment. I don't know what his style of play will be. QPR, I feel like... They have played maybe some exciting football over the last couple of years. And then maybe maybe being a bit inconsistent and leaky at the back. Uh, but, I mean, how much is that is down to him? I'm not sure. It's difficult, isn't it? I guess we'll have to just see. But then, you, you, could, you know, you could argue, like, Roberto Martinez, Brendan Rodgers. Um, we took a punt on them, and it worked. And then Graham Potter and even Steve Cooper, same. We took a punt on them, and it worked. But how, how many punts are going to work? That's the... Yeah, I just I just had a look and it's um he did manage Kidderminster for two years. Um before he went to QPR. So a decent record and he, he always, did seven games QPR I'm then, like so. skeptical of a manager who goes from managing a team to assistant manager. Yeah, look I mean I can't go, I don't want to complain too much. It's not it's not exciting. It's just let's be fair, it's not a name that's exciting for us to get you know, get a bit worked up, but I do love the way that we, you know, recruit managers. I gotta be, I gotta be honest. Like, you know, we brought in Potter, who was like, you know, still a bit unknown. I, I hate it when clubs go back to the usual, like, you know, names that just get passed Sam around. Allardyce, Allardyce uh, Paul Lambert, you know, Pulis, all these just Steve McLaren, these journeymen managers. So I like that we go left field Harvey. and we take a risk on this thing. Yeah, we take. I like so. that we take a risk on people. Porter was an unknown. Cooper was an unknown. But as you said, the main thing was Cooper had man- uh, Porter had managed for a few seasons in in Sweden and done well. They got to the Europa League and stuff. Nice, just good experience. Cooper had managed, you know, England under twenty ones. I know it was his first senior, first senior team, so that was a bit of a risk, but decent experience managing England and being in that setup. So you know. In within you know the England setup probably give him a lot of uh, experience, but this one a little bit different in the sense that not a lot of experience is coming with that. No. So and you think as well, a lot of the backroom staff are going to leave, like Mike Magister, is his as name. I'd imagine. Yeah, apparently they. I saw a thing earlier. I don't know if it's true, but they're all still there at the moment, like Tate and all the backroom staff. They're still there. Yeah, but they usually the will stay until they appoint the new guy, and then if he wants to bring his own guys in and. Yeah, Tate, well, like, has Tate, he, has he got his Tate. own team though? I wouldn't say Tate. Tate probably will stay because Tate's more linked with Swansea than Cooper. Yeah, he's going to. He's going to take charge. Brought in specifically. Yeah, the goalkeeper uh, coach and uh, Mike, whatever his yeah. name is, the, the one that shouts at the time on the sidelines. 
Yeah, I know. It's a bit of a gutter, really, because he's the like the like the set piece coach, piece coach, isn't he? and he's done quite well. We haven't, you know, we've sort of moved away from conceding a lot of goals or set pieces. Hmm. Will he um, have a team to bring in if he's an assistant manager at QPR? Will he have a team ready to come in with two some or... sort of contacts, isn't he? But then maybe he says that says again they could be new again, so maybe a risk. New people yeah. that aren't. Uh, Experienced at doing those roles. Yeah, no luck. I mean, if 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 it is him, which it looks like it will be, apparently it's going to be announced soon. Well, from what we gather from the rumours, we'll you know we'll we'll back it and give him a chance. You can't write him off. It's, it's worked for us in the past when we've had unknown managers. Yeah. So we'll back him and see how he does. But yeah, a bit of worried course, just of based we've on. We've got to back him. Um, it's just a bit of a shit situation all round, but. It is what it is now. We've got to move on and see what happens. Hope for the best, I guess. So can't really d- debate the new manager too much until that is fully announced. Maybe that will snag and won't happen. But you'd like to think. I'd imagine, based on the fact that they kept Cooper for two weeks after deciding they were parting ways, they know who they want. And it's probably pretty much tied up. Um, I thought there would have been an announcement today based on that, but probably just tying up a few loose ends. And I don't and it might not be quick. because... Yeah, they said that Tate is going to take charge of the friendly on Saturday, didn't they? So it probably won't be announced till early next week. All right, okay. Fair enough. Okay, so let's move on anyway. Um, transfers then. So, I mean, three transfers we've done so far, if I'm right, as well as a bunch of youth players. New manager coming in now. So, first of all, you ask whose who's signings they were, because I don't think they were Coopers. As, as we discussed earlier. But the three that we signed then, Kyle Joseph, Liam Walsh, and Joel Pirro. Yeah. Um, Liam Walsh, centre midfielder, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And then I thought Kyle Joseph and Joel Pirro were both forwards. But I believe Cooper played one of them in midfield in the friendly the other day. Yeah, Joel Pirro, I think, sort of played in, in a 10 role, from what I gather. Yeah, fair enough. So maybe you can do both. What do you think then? Do they cover the gaps that we need, or do we need a bit more? Well, no, because I think basically you've got Kyle Joseph. In all fairness, could um, could could be a good youngster, but he's only nineteen. So realistically, can you expect him to come in and and you know and carry a championship team? I don't think so. Um, don't think well, he made like too many appearances. Well. He could not. Well, you've got well, you've got Whitaker, Cullen. And Kyle Joseph as our strike sort of options at the moment, and they're all sort of yeah. young, aren't they? Not ones to carry, like I said, not ones to carry a championship team. I mean, Cullen looked bright last season when he was playing, so you never know. I'd be happy for him to lead the line to give him a chance. But um, we definitely haven't replaced what we've lost. I mean, we've lost Ayu. I mean, you, you could argue you can't replace that in the championship, but yeah, horror right. yeah, you've got to look. You've got to look at the loan signings that we've lost. Um, I think we're, well at the, at the moment as we stand we're struggling because yeah like we said you know Gehi and Woodman the main ones Woodman yeah not not replaced them have we not at all um, and as as we said earlier I think more um, more could be going as well yeah so we definitely need more it looks like Grimes might be on his way out um, and if it isn't Grimes I don't even know who would generate the fee at the moment. Cabango or Roberts, but Roberts is injured till October, so maybe he's got till January. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe that probably saved us a bit. Um it might go in January if anybody wants to take the 
take the plunge on him, but I wouldn't be surprised if Roberts goes, Grimes, and like you said, maybe Cabango. I can't, yeah, I can't yeah, think of anyone you, else. I've heard they're looking to offload Byers as well, but maybe he'll get another chance now if he's a new manager. But um, I just think there's no point selling Byers because I don't know if you know. Are we going to get better? Are we going to buy someone better? I feel like he gets into the squad at the moment. I haven't seen enough of Liam Walsh to judge him. And then, if you're saying Grimes is gone, well, you've got Felton and Dander. Yeah, well, Felton maybe. He played well last season. I wouldn't rule that out. But, well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll stick not, with what we got. He's not as pretty as he is, so it's probably not been as uh, vocal in the rumour mill. Yeah, that's true. But, well, uh, his football maybe, but um, uh, what we've got at the moment, what we've got right now is worrying. I think not to be all doom and gloom, but the squad that we've got to work with, well, there will be movements before the start of the season. But yeah, I swear it's de- it's definitely depleted compared to last year. Yeah, no, it's a bit worrying. Um, so I still think we haven't quite fixed our forward issue because, well, is Joel Pirro forward? Like he he started as Cam, so. You already start to ask questions at that point. Not be, perhaps he can play there, but it's another Whitaker, isn't it? Like we thought Whitaker was a forward, but he don't play there. He plays on the wing. Yeah, I know it's a strange one. Well, so what if he's sign, the next Michu? Sign a striker, like someone that just plays striker. Was that what we need? Yeah. What if he's the next Michu? Um, yeah, turned maybe, in. but Michu hated playing striker, didn't he? He just did it because they asked yeah. him to. Yeah. I mean, if he scores the goals from Cam, then yeah, we'll take it. But uh, yeah, it's. I'm not saying it's a bad signing. We probably needed a number ten as well. If he is a number ten, fine. Maybe that's that position done. But I thought he was a forward and he's playing ten, so I'm already confused. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Well, we see, we'll see how he lines up on uh, on Saturday now as well. I'm sure we'll get an answer in the the next couple of weeks. Yeah. But um, no, I can't remember. I was going to say now. Well, no, last season. We said like so many times that we've got a good eleven, but we didn't have the cover on the bench. Go even um, ask cover now, like Jamal. Well, Routledge covers that, but how long is he out for? He's probably out for a while. Yeah, there's no one else, is there? No, I don't know what system he's going to play. on the right wing. Who have you got there, Garrick? Yeah, Garrick. Anyone? Are we missing someone? Who came on for Whitaker in the friendly? Oh, I can't remember. Whitaker's got a good goal, though. Yeah, you know, he did score a good goal. And Callum as well with a good uh, flick. Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and we see. We didn't look but... great, though, I'll be honest. We didn't, we didn't look great. I know, I know it's friendly oh. and stuff. Second half was quite bad, actually. But then you've got to remember, at the time we didn't know, but now we know. Cooper was going, like, did the players know? I must be hard as a player to, like, it's just not a good situation, is it? Like, how can you cheer yourself up for that game knowing the manager ain't going to be there? You're not really impressing anyone because. Oh, we I was going to say you're there. You're not. You're just there to get fitness. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, preseason is a chance for players, especially younger players, to sort of put their hand up, isn't it, for the new manager? But yeah, now I can without, understand without why you played so many of the youth team. You had like six of them on a bench. Yeah. Well, that's probably all we got. To be fair. Yeah, but Bayer's one in the squad, and neither was Garrick. I don't know if they're injured. Yeah, that's that was strange. Like, um, Bayer's wasn't there. No, that's a really strange one. I, I don't know if I've, he must have been training. I know, like the media, like the media, been releasing pictures game, of this one. Scored. New, not the first game. Played one of the Newport games. Scored in. 
Oh, did he? Oh, all right, okay. Well, maybe it'll knock or something. Yeah, maybe. Um, or, or they've lined up a move and they've just kept him safe, kept him wrapped up. Well, I, I saw there was, I think Sheffield Wednesday were after him. So if the Barry Bannon links are true, maybe this is some sort of swap deal going on there. Anyway, while we're touching on that, what do you think? We've been linked with Barry Bannon. And I've seen a fee of one million quoted. You have to imagine the reason we're linked with him is because you think Grimes is going. What do you make of him as a replacement for Grimes? I think, for me, he's a good player, but he's selling Grimes, who's like, what, 24-25, who is our captain for a 31-year-old who's, like, finishing his career, basically. Yeah, I think it's a bad signing. I mean, he's he's done all right for Sheffield Wednesday and in the championship. I mean, he's done a job, but they've never been been pushing, have they? I think it's just a man last year. Um, I think he did well yeah. like, when they were top end, like when Carvajal was there. Yeah, I know, but that's going back a few years now, isn't it? When Carvajal was there, you're talking yeah. about a 31 year old in midfield. How many games is he going to play? You know, Tuesday, Sat, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, and it's just not, it's just not a sign in. Again, if it does happen, give him a chance, get behind him, all that. I, you know, I, I will say. Yeah, I know, but it's just not a sign in like to progress, again, is it? Isn't it? Oh God, yeah. It's just not a signing that we that we want for progression, is it? To get in to get into the playoffs again next year, if that's the if yeah. that's the aim, it's not the signing. That's for me. Yeah, it's uh, harsh. It's, but... Well, he might be right. I think he'll do a solid job if he does come, but that's it. Won't be like the magic that you maybe need. To, to just it's on. just it just seems like it's a patch job upgrade. again. I don't think it's an upgrade. The patch job. It's a patch job again, and that's what we're doing. We're filling, we're filling the we've been filling the gaps now for what four seasons, just trying to fill the gap, find people to fill in the gaps. While we had, you know, the likes of IU, and obviously we had Bernie and Dan James and all them, and then when they go, they fill them, they fill them away. But slowly, we've just eroded the squad, the squad quality. Now, like you said, Grimes is probably the only player that we've got, and Connor Roberts maybe that attracts a fee. If they, if for argument's sake, they go um, and replaced with less quality, which is what will happen with the money situation that we've got, um, it's getting a bit worrying, to be fair. Just because there's not many players that are breaking through at the moment now. Maybe, you know, Cullen. Ollie Cooper. Ollie Cooper's have been on the bench, but yeah, it's, 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 it is getting a bit worrying for me. Because this is exactly what happened. This is exactly what happened when we were in the Premiership. We had a we had a, we had an unbelievable squad, and then we just got through that time where we were selling players for big money and not replacing them with with quality. And then slowly over time, by the time it got to the end where we went down, the squad just wasn't good enough. There were still some good players in there, but the squad just wasn't good enough to yeah. stay up. I think it was one very good piece of business. And I don't want to say too much because we probably get banned on YouTube for saying certain words. I think we had a good fee for our star attacking midfielder. Look, like, based on current affairs. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I can't say too much about that. But, I, I um, can't believe it when I saw it. I'm sure everyone's aware of what we're talking about. I'm not going to spell it out, but um, just do some research. Someone that we sold to Everton may be in a bit of trouble. But, um, look, yeah, incredible. allegedly, okay, allegedly, nothing's been... Allegedly. Um, Concrete information, like, but uh, yeah, it's no, but that, yeah, but that good. was that. That was probably the that was probably the last straw, though. After that sale and Lorente in the same season, 
they were the last. They were sort of the last two left, weren't they? The last two star you know, players left. About, we resigned Boney. Oh yeah, well yeah, exactly, well, exactly. We were just we just replacing with less quality, and that seems like that's what's happening now. Well, yeah, we'll see, isn't it? We'll see. Maybe the manager will come in and do another massive job and exceed expectations. But I just feel like that's gonna stop at some point. I feel like it's been three years in a row where we kind of exceeded expectations. Maybe Potter's one was a bit kind of expected to be there, um, but Cooper to exceed both times, I think. It's going to be hard to do that again. I can't, I can't yeah, see it right. happening. Uh, not me. Not with the, not with the squad that we've got. No. So, oh. three sign-ins then. What positions would you be looking to fill? Right, we need need a right-back. We need another centre-half. I've got Roberts and Norton. If we're going to play four... Yeah, Rob, Roberts is injured until October. And if we assume he may go, need another right-back. We need another centre half. If so Goyhi going back, we've got Latabodia, Cabango, and Bennett, yeah. and potentially yeah. uh, Cooper. Is it Brandon Cooper? Oh uh, yeah. Well, maybe they won't sign a centre half then, because realistically, you, they need four. So maybe they'll play with, depending on how many he wants to play at the back. The new manager. That's probably enough. So we probably won't get the money for another centre half. So you've taken our best centre half out of last season. We're not replacing him. Um, well, we got we got Bidwell and Manning and me at the moment for left back, goalkeeper. Def. Yeah, to be to be honest, I I could be completely honest with like Woodman going. I was gutted, but I'm quite happy for Bender to uh, have a go. to take over number one. Yeah, and Hamer on the bench. I'm quite happy with that. When he left um, Woodman, I didn't think we'd have a chance of getting him back anyway. And I thought I'm probably happy. You know, Bender he did well. Yeah, he deserves a chance. I mean, he played one game. Last season, the Woodman was injured. Yeah, he played one and game. And then he got injured for the other cup games. We couldn't play it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm happy for him to have a chance. You know, our own our own young goalkeeper rather than loaning yeah, one. Maybe we'll see him for two years and then he'll be gone. Yeah. He's quite tall. Oh, this year. Massive goal. He'll, have, he'll, he'll have one good game against Bristol Rovers now and they'll try and they'll try and get some money for him. <laughs> but no, I, I'm yeah, I'm quite happy with that, to be fair. Him and Hamer uh, on the bench. That, that's fine. Um, midfield. It's two mid Grimes goes and Byers, maybe. We need we maybe need three midfielders. So Ander, Felton, and Walsh, uh, Cooper, if he counts. They played someone there on the weekend. Uh, not weekend, the last game. They brought someone. He probably looking. Probably looking. We need two or three midfielders yeah, I can't at least. Who it was they brought one of the youngsters on? Um, did a decent job, but again, it'd be tough to ask him to play a full season. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't made a full debut. I think. Yeah, and then we probably need. Well, we're going to say Whitaker. Well, if you say low on one wing and Cullen through the middle and Whitaker on the other wing at the and moment. You've got Routledge who's injured, who's there somewhere. Yeah, so you've got Joel maybe... Perot, Kyle Joseph. Yeah. So, yeah, what was that? Four, five, oh, four or really, five signings? I know we said midfielders. We classed Jan Dander as a midfielder, but that's not even looking at behind the striker if we're playing a cam. Yeah, so realistically, we've only got Fulton and Walsh. Yeah, and Danda plays, so there's no cover for any of them. By all accounts, though, like what I've what I've heard and what I've seen, Liam Walsh is a good player. I've seen some good like sort of clips of him playing, but apparently, yeah, apparently very injury prone. So, um, we we need we're gonna need we're gonna need bodies in midfield. Yeah, we need him to not get injured. Yeah. So three play three places. Where where would you put it? Like, what would you choose? 
What do you mean now? Like if you, if you, if the board said you can sign three players, what positions are you going to fill? Because there's a lot there that you've mentioned. Three. Because um, I can't see de- you signing six, can you? No, definitely a right back. Definitely a central midfielder. And I would say a striker, but I don't think that's coming. Um, maybe with Perot going in there. I'd probably play Cullen up front. Uh, maybe another winger. Cover like Lowe and Whitaker, maybe. Maybe rotating the forward areas. Be... We're desperate for that we haven't had for season. There's a goal scoring midfielder. Maybe that Perot can do it, but we're just desperate for someone that can score goals from midfield, like 10 goals a season. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, okay, we want sort of make predictions and stuff for the season on this one. Maybe we'll leave that for our episode the week before the season starts. When we've got a bit more clarity on the manager situation, maybe any more sign-ins, seeing a couple more friendlies, um, it's going to be hard to judge anyway because by the time they sort the manager out and he has time with the team, you just don't know. We might be playing a completely different formation and God knows what the team will look like. I mean, he hasn't really yeah. got the options to rotate that much, to be honest. But um, You know... Worry is with the timing as well. It's like, you know what the championship's like. If you have, you know, 10 games, the first 10 games of the season, you don't pick up a lot of points. It's a hard graph to get back up. Yeah. Um, Like back up into like mid table and a playoff push. Well, the three seasons since we come down, we've had good starts. And we've kind of tailed off in the middle. Our last season was after. It was like uh, after January, wasn't it, last season? But the two before. Was the Christmas period is where we tailed off under Potter and Cooper's first season. Yeah. So I think it's important again a good start, and that could be the risk now in this situation. Yeah. Anyway, any last words? Yeah. Other than that, I mean, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, other than all that, we're lucky. It's absolutely boiling though, and I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. It's hard for us snowmen. Well, melting. I did say before uh, we finished, I'd said that I would read out what some people thought of the whole manager situation. So we put a tweet out earlier um, asking what does everyone basically think about um, the manager situation? Were they expecting Cooper to go? And if they were, were they expecting him to go like this close to the season? Like, a bit like you, you said. You kind of thought he was going to go after the playoffs, but then it got to a point where you're like, okay, maybe he's not going to go, and now he's gone. I think there's a lot of people in that boat. So, um, got some comments here. So we've got um, at Steve Pierre saying what he achieved is incredible, and we have had two exciting seasons with him. Applaud what he's achieved, wish him well, and let's get behind the next appointment. I hope the right decision has been made. Only time will tell, but yeah, you are right. We all need to get behind the next appointment doesn't matter how exciting or non-exciting it is. We all need to get behind um, the new manager. Um, got Swan's talk. I was expecting it, but not in the eventual manner that, that it happened. The relationship with the board clearly broke down, and I feel Cooper didn't want to tarnish his record over the last two seasons here, knowing we don't have the resources to be anywhere near a strong next season. That's yeah, that's, that's fair. I think that's um, fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. We said how much he mentioned the resources in his interviews all the time, didn't he? Yeah. I think the January one was a massive issue, like not getting a striker, because we could have been in the top two. 
who really yeah. should have been in the top two, and he probably feels that himself. If they had fixed the problems properly, then imagine how frustrating that is for him, knowing that you know we were almost yeah. there. You know, we we're on the cusp of it, and they don't get the back in. It might, you know, it must be so frustrating. Yeah, oh, I think I correct myself. Actually, I said we finished. Did we finish? Did we do the thing that finished third in the end? Did we? Fourth. Fourth. Sorry, I got it wrong earlier. But like. I've got an excuse, it's been a long couple of weeks, but I put that in you now before someone puts in the comments that we didn't finish third. My apologies. Um, John, who I've been on the cast for a while, but we will get her back at some point. Last time, actually, made that infamous uh, prediction of smashing <laughs> Huddersfield and he hasn't been seen since. We miss him ever since. Anyway, he commented if his position became untenable two weeks ago, then has it, has it not done more damage to keep him here for the start of the pre season? Surely that gives the new boss less time and games to implement new ideas. Also, we have to find a new way to pay off the referees now, which isn't ideal. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I love that. Oh, we've, we've lost that now. Yeah, and uh, Amy as well, Amy Clement, who comes on the channel quite regular, has said, I actually didn't expect it. I was positive and felt like another Cooper season with some investment and we would have been competing again. But it's never that simple. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I guess with the Swans, it is never that simple. I think it would have been though. I mean, if he stayed, if he stayed another season, built on with the players that we've got and the players that he got on with, and then added, you know, yeah. some of his loan sort of pull that he's got with the bigger clubs, I don't see why we couldn't have easily challenged again. Yeah, I definitely think we could have pushed on with a little bit of good management behind the scenes, not from him, but like just behind the scenes. Last one then. So Dub Love seventy six has said. Not surprised at all. So many issues that have led to Cooper's departure. Lack of investment to match Cooper's ambition and investment in players. Breakdown in relationship between Cooper and Winter. For example, the Peterson transfer, which you mentioned earlier. Split fan base with regards to Cooper's style of play and tactics. Cooper applying for jobs over the summer. I mean, you could go on for reasons leading to his departure. Um, and then he yeah. just went on to say after we replied to him how Birch was a different class and I think the winter stuff has definitely had a big impact on relationships it's not been as um, smooth as it, in terms of club to board uh, since yeah, I think, come on board yeah I think everyone's spot on there and they, we all yeah. sort of see this, I think the signs are there the signs that I think there's more hope than anything that they might be able to overcome it but, uh, yeah he's hardly spoke all summer of these so um, not true yeah Anyway, we'll uh, we'll leave this video there. So this was basically episode one of uh, the season 2021-2022. So I guess pre-season episode one, you could say. But um, we'll be back next week to discuss whatever happens in between. And maybe looking... What are we going to talk about next week, Lee? You did, you did uh, tell me some stuff. Next week, uh, I think we'll have a look at, uh, well, we'll just have a look at a bit of the championship overall, is it? Just see what other teams are looking at. Maybe we'll do a bit of a prediction, see who we think is going to go up and down, maybe. Yeah. And then uh, we'll have a look at... Um, some maybe players maybe flops and stuff like that. Yeah, just have a look at some of the signings that have been made, some of the manager, manager movements, just have a look what we think, yeah. where we the, fit into that. The relegated uh, new teams we're going to be facing. And the ones yeah. that come up and from, then, uh, from below. Yeah, and then we'll have a look the week after then, which should be which should be the game week for the first game of the season then, and we'll have a look maybe a how the Swans are going to do, get an honest prediction of how the Swans are looking, we'll probably know, or we will know the manager situation by then, and hopefully um, we'll know 
a bit of, you know a bit of transfer movement as well. Yep. Um, other than that, then obviously at some point in between this and the next episode, we will have a podcast with the Seattle uh, Sounders Union. Um, obviously, we made links with them based on the Jordan Morris transfer, so we're going to have a catch up with them and maybe catch in uh, catch up with like how has Morris been since you know how's his recovery going, what's it looking like, and then maybe touch on some things like their views on the Euros and some other stuff like that, um, and also. I've got the second video of the Football Manager series we did, the Fantasy Draft, which is also to be launched at some point in the next week or two. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And on that note, thanks for watching as always. This will be available on Spotify as well. So I know, saying that at the end of a YouTube video, you're probably not going to watch this one again. But all of the podcasts we do like this now will be available on Spotify. So there'll be the Swanscast podcast for all the general ones, like the one we're going to do with the... Uh, the the Americans um, on the weekend and then Swans cast match day which will be the weekly episodes that we're talking about the games and Swans current affairs if you like but uh, yeah don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date and leave a like as well because that helps push us and lets more people see the video and tells YouTube you like what we are doing let us know in the comments below what you think about the manager situation and we shall see you in the next video see you soon Thank you for watching. Don't forget if you enjoyed the video to click the like button to help us grow. To keep up to date with all of our new uploads, hit the subscribe button and push the bell to ensure you are notified of all of our new videos. As always, engage in the comments and let us know your opinions on what we discussed today. And if you want to support us directly, check out our new merch where you can find some awesome sponsor-related t-shirts. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.